Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. Uh, This week, I am joined by Sinead Brace from Corkscrew Creative, Uh, and I'm really excited because Sinead is an OBM or an online business manager, and I know this is a really juicy topic for us all to talk about. So let me introduce Sinead. She comes from the corporate world experience working as a business development executive at Coca-Cola Amatil CCA, which I've had lots of experience with in my world as well, um, for most of her professional life, and after having her second child, Eli, Sinead moved into sales coordination positions, which set her up with the skill set to create her business, Corkscrew Creative. And previous to this, also launched and successfully managed her family business, Elite Trim, a civil construction company. Wow. <laughs> At Corkscrew Creative, Sinead not only specializes in sales and assisting small businesses and entrepreneurs scale up their sales strategies, but also enhance their CRM and systems usage. Welcome, Sinead. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And I'm thrilled to have you joining me on the social circus today. So that was a gorgeous um, bio of all your brilliant professional things. But I want to start with a juicier question and um, kind of ask you, um, when you started your own business, what were you, what did it look like? And I know lots of us, our businesses evolved. So when you first started out, what were you doing? So when I first started out, I had um, just moved from Perth back to Queensland, which is where I'm from. And um, we were slowly setting up our construction business and I was looking for something to do just a little bit of extra on the side. So it was literally my wine money was how I kind of started. So, you know, a few hours a week. Good motivation. A couple of bottles of wine and that was pretty much it. So it was really good. Um, So I started off working, um, just doing blog posts for an incredible lady that I met in the same community where I lived. And um, it just kind of escalated really quickly. So we got along really well. She needed extra support in her business. So I started taking on some sales. I started taking taking on some, um, like helping with a lot of the email templates and processes and workflows and it, it just grew. Um, and then, yeah, when we, we've had really average weather over the past 12 months in Queensland. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of had to have a look at whether or not I was going to go back to full-time work or grow my business. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to grow my business. I I can do this. I believe in myself. (laughs) And It was a bit of a struggle. It was to start with, I kind of was working a lot. I was starting at 4am and, you know, pick the kids up, do school run, do whatever at home that I had to do. And I was still working at night. And the first few months was really hard, but I finally found that happy level now, which is really cool. I've got awesome clients and it's all going really well. So... Oh, amazing. And, you know, Sinead, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people see our businesses where they are now and they don't understand the journey and what it took to get us there. And yeah. um, most of us, um, particularly us um, like mumpreneurs, we often mm. start our business and it's why I started my business so I could spend more time with my children when they yeah. were really young. And um, it's it's still really hard. There's still a decent yeah. level of complexity to it. And you kind of just go, would this be easier than a job? Unsure, but I'm really loving it. (laughs) So I'm really thrilled to hear that you're going really, really well now. So if from the, let's be honest, you never really started out as a virtual assistant. You've got some really high caliber skills and you kind of (laughs) dived in maybe inadvertently without actually knowing the label that you were an online business manager, like an OBM. Yes, I am. So it was actually a bit of a newsflash for me that I realized I was 
a virtual assistant to start with. And then I started doing some different coaching things and everyone was like, you're not a virtual assistant. I was like, oh my God, I don't understand. Like to start with, I just thought I was kind of, you know, a helper on the side. And then I was a virtual assistant and now I'm an OBM. I was like, this is just a lot, but I'm a hundred percent an OBM. So I've learned that lesson over the last nine months. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. And so in terms of an online business manager, how does that, how is that different to a VA virtual assistant? So um, a VA is someone that's probably more purely task driven. So they'll have a process or a specific task that they need to complete um, and they'll follow the process to do that. And that's kind of their role um, where an OBM is um, kind of more next level. It's something a little bit bigger. So it's um, a person that can come in and I think I can use my last client as the best Best example, she'd have yes. an idea, she'd come to me with an idea and I'd make it happen. So um, she was like, okay, so we need to, I have an idea of I'm going to implement a um, loyalty program. So I was like, okay, cool. So I create the whole loyalty program, get it set up from start to finish, all the website, all the automation, everything that goes into that program. And then we're ready to launch. We're ready to run with it. So that's kind of the scale that an OBM can work at. So if you go on holidays, an OBM can run your business as you, while you're gone. There's no, they're kind of like the wing woman on the side, I think. That's the way that I look at it. Oh, that's, uh, um, thank you. That was such a good description in terms of um, task driven versus we, like you figure out how to make something happen, how to execute it, how to implement, how to bring it yeah. to life. Yeah. Yeah. Wing woman. Cool. I like that. So let's talk about inside your business because um, mm -hmm. OBMs have different areas of expertise and you talked a little bit about sales um, being yep. your kind of zone of genius. So what do you typically work on aside from um, creating amazing loyalty programs? <laughs> what do you like help and how do you work with your clients and what's your areas? So I kind of work across a lot of different things. So obviously sales is my background, but I do dabble in a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I have um, clients where I have worked with, um, so I work with a lot of artists just with my background in art. So I've got um, clients that I have worked with to do um, full research projects into having some of their artwork created into prints. And then we um, then go through the process of setting up proposals and everything that are then ready to go on to be used to um, find stockists for products and things like that. So that sales journey. Mm -hmm. um, I've also created email templates and workflows for clients. Um, I've done sales processes and mapped that out for businesses. Um, I've, yeah, there's a lot of different kind of avenues that you can go down. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot um, of areas of expertise. Yeah. So, and I, um, I work a lot with CRM systems as well. So, um, that's kind of like my favorite thing to do. So yeah, implementing awesome. new systems, tidy ups and that kind of stuff. So. So, um, and, and this is always fascinates me because we always have the things that we love doing. And um, when you get people on your team, I still do this with my um, my VA. I said to her, oh, I'm so sorry, this is such a boring task. And she's like, boring to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the really interesting thing is if we, if we're running our own business, we should love what we do. Like I love my business. I get up and I'm full of excitement and enthusiasm about it. And, um, I have over the years designed it to be like that. And so yep. if we, if we, if we, you know, if we want to be in this business long term, the dream is to do the stuff you love. Yeah. 
So let's talk about CRM and systems because I will talk all day about that stuff. It's so juicy. (laughs) So um, again, you obviously, and I think most people, it's fascinating. I I might have to have you back to talk just about sales because I could talk all day on that as well. But most people, um, when it comes to sales, have have a really negative connotation to it because they imagine used car salesmen or cold calling people, right? That's that's there. And you come from um, FMCG, which is the same industry I worked in for about 10 years so um we have a a closer understanding of what sales means because it's very different it's all it's mostly marketing driven that pushes Mm -hmm. the sales and so i'm always excited um when people say i love crm and i love systems because they drive sales and they really do and they make sales so much less icky yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely i um I always feel like it's a little bit of a nerdy thing to say too. Like I just, I love it. The automation and the data and all that kind of stuff is just, it's incredible to work with. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, like having been in business for a while, I, I think that there's never been a better time to be in a digital business because yep. the software that we have, the the people that are out there like yourself who can help and support us in our business, um, you know, in years gone by, finding someone like you would have been like finding a golden unicorn. <laughs> like yeah. you, just, yeah. you just didn't exist. And now there's so many wonderful professionals out there. So let's talk CRM and what's your favorite and tell me why do you love it and how do you help with people? So I um, was originally trained using HubSpot. Um, So which I don't come across a lot now, which kind of upsets me a little bit. I try and Mm. use it in my own business, but um, in the world that we're in, a lot of online virtual people use Asana and Absado and different programs. Um, So I still love HubSpot um, and I think it just depends which client you're going to, what their needs are, um, depends on kind of what avenue you go down. But yeah, I'm still a huge fan of HubSpot. Oh, and it's such a, it's been around for such a long time. And I think people do have a negative connotation about it. And I don't need that in my business, but if I did more kind of intense coaching where I wanted to spend lots of time with my clients, getting to know them, um, I see it as a really great option. And when you want to get, understand your audience really well, then yeah. things like HubSpot are great for that. And I'm yeah. always fascinated that people have a negative perception of it because I'm like, no, just because it's not this season's black, it doesn't mean it's yes. not in, you know? And um, there's a lot of software out that is so hot and so on trend and you just kind of go, yeah. oh, you don't need to change. You don't have yeah. to move away from what it is that you're using. Most software will keep improving and developing. Um, and mm. I'm a kind of, I'm always loath to change what it is that I'm doing. And when I work with, um, like I've got a, I've got a big client at the moment and I, I'm her marketing consultant and our agency yeah. we are working with uses Slack. And like I nearly yes. wept when they said that. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like Slack. I don't use it in my business at all um my team we use teams microsoft teams yeah. and I'll, I'll be fair my obm has dragged me kicking and screaming to that and now i love it but yeah. it's just like you want to keep you just kind of like oh don't you use like i'm like no why would i need to use slack i'm not in like a team of 50 like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. i just feel like you get really um scared of new systems and now i'm using it. i'm like oh it's okay but i'm i'll be excited when i don't have to use it anymore um yeah. so what's your favorite organization tool because you mentioned asana so um, I'm actually using ClickUp at the moment to mm-hmm. manage all my own stuff, um, but I've been told multiple times that I need to swap to Asana. So I'm still figuring out what to use, but I'm finding that every client that I start working with 
they all use different things. Mm. So I'm across so many different programs at the moment and different organizational things that it's not really, it hasn't been consistent for me yet. I kind of haven't <laughs> found the one that I love and I haven't been able to get to the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this because then I'll start working with a new client and they use something different. So oh, it's been I, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it must be really, really challenging. Like it's, it's like the same with me in that situation of Slack. I'm not in a position to go, I don't want to use that system because it's my client and she's engaged this yeah. agency and they use that. So you're kind of forced yeah. into it, but I was quite sulky about it. But it's interesting <laughs> with those planner tools, because um, I'm a Trello girl and I know you've done some Trello work for me and yeah. um, my previous VA was Asana and I never liked it so when I stopped working with her I'm like anyone who joins my team has to use Trello but to be fair my yeah. OBM has really embraced um, Microsoft and using Teams which has a planner function in it as well I had yes. no idea and I was like yeah. oh she's she's slowly bringing me into the Microsoft fold but um, there's always so many tools out there and I always feel like um, if we can try and hold tight, but you're in a position where you have to bend for your clients. But I do feel mm. like your expertise can bring a lot to your client by saying, look, I think you should try this system. It's probably yeah. easier because most of us are using things. And I, oh, this is absolutely true of me in Trello. I am such an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using like the bit of baby bear minimum features. And so if, if you as an OBM suggest something, I think most people would be receptive to that. So yeah. um, stand strong. Good luck with bringing yeah, everyone yeah. over to what's, what's your favorite <laughs> system. So it's, we've um, talked about it, yeah. It's been Sorry. interesting lately. I've been picking up a few just odd bits of jobs, um, doing Trello boards and things like that. And um, it's when you actually get in there and you start like all the back end, like the automation, and this can make this happen. And when this is ticked, that happens. It's it's really cool. But when you're using kind of the very basic features, it doesn't seem seem like it's kind of got a lot of what the features have, the features that a lot of the other programs have, but it's, it's still really good. <laughs> yes. And, um, I, I, I work with my husband. Um, and so ironically he and I share like our fourth bedroom in our house is our office. So we sit next yeah. to each other, but we don't talk a lot cause I'm often, and so we're, he and I have used Trello for a long time and he loves it. So yeah. um, I don't think I'll get him to move across to like Asana or something, but yeah. um, my thoughts is always kind of, you know, try systems and see if they work for you because we all have different ways in which our brain is wired and yeah. um, you know, some people love, I, I love the Kanban view in Trello. I, I find that my brain likes that kind of little modulized yeah. components and it, my brain gets it. And I know that Asana can deliver like that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, we, we do get our little favorites, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And once you start using something, it's easy to get in the groove of, you know, how it works and it's comfortable and yeah. Definitely. But um, after I had you do some work for me, I was really pushed myself to go, Sarah, you need to really up level your Trello knowledge because you are like an amateur and there's clear. <laughs> so many features so if you ever run some training on that just sign sign, yeah. on, sign me up I'm Sounds good. yeah yeah so I, I want to kind of talk about because this is something that when we're in a growing business um mm -hmm. if we and, and I fundamentally believe if we if we don't get help we'll never grow that's the reality like you cannot keep growing a business just on your own it's and um even working hard and being you know very disciplined and things we will eventually yeah. send ourselves into burnout so i know in my own business it feels terrifying when i add people to my team mm -hmm. that i think oh now i've got to pay for them yeah. <laughs> so how do you know if you're ready for an obm what does that look like in your business 
So I've always been told rule of thumb is that you kind of know you're ready for an OVM in your business when you kind of, you average about $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So that's the rule of thumb that I've always been told to work with. But I feel like it's more like a feeling, you know, when you're ready, when you need that extra help. Um, and obviously you've got to be in the position to be able to afford the extra help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be something as simple as like, you need to duplicate yourself. You physically cannot keep doing the amount of work that you're already doing at the moment by yourself. You're going yeah. to burn out, you're tired, but the things that you need help with, you need someone that has a high level of skill that can come in and look at your business with you and be like, I can take this on from you. We can restructure this and we can like create workflows and processes and automations and all those awesome things we've been talking about um, to make things easier on yourself. So I feel like you, you know when you're at the stage, when you're ready for an OVM. That was such a good description of it all. And I was sitting there going, yeah, I I resonate with all of those things. Like in terms of, you know, when you just think, I just need another Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. When are they going to sort out that cloning already? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like everyone needs to be able to have a holiday and things like that to know that you've got someone in your team that can run your business as you would while you're gone. That's that for me is a huge benefit of having an OBM in your team. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the big benefits that you talked about, so generally when we take on an OBM, we typically would already have like a virtual assistant who's doing those task-driven things for us. Um, And sometimes we kind of lean on our virtual assistants and say, can you do this? And we're kind of like, they still are very task-oriented when we really want someone who you can go, this is hanging over me, make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my kind of favorite phrase for myself is I can make it happen. I, I that's my thing. I will make it work. So oh, that's that's so interesting because um, I think you know when you get to that point in your business, you're like I've got a I've got a brilliant virtual assistant that's going really really well. Yeah but I'm still struggling to cope. And that's when you start to look at those higher levels of tasks. And I think one of the big game changers for me is that my brain is exhausted from thinking all the things and doing all the things. And um, it's really, really nice to kind of go. um, So I know with my OBM, we meet once a month to have strategy Mm -hmm. sessions and we just go, this is what's coming up. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I still remember this. The, I, honestly, after I got off that first call with my OBM, I nearly cried because I was like, someone else's brain is in my business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. And you can brain dump too. You can ring and be like, I've got all this stuff going on, on in my head. We need to figure out what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. You write it down. I'm going to offload. <laughs> oh, amazing. And so what are the limitations of an OBM? Because you sound like you're like the everyone's dream come true. <laughs> so what are your limitations? Like what, what is it you just like, this is something that's no, this is, you must, you need to do that yourself or you need to pay someone to do that. Like, is there places where you've gone where you just thought I don't think I should be doing this or are you pretty flexible marketing and social media so um that's probably my limitations and I find that a lot of people just assume too that virtual assistants and OBMs they do that Mm. um where that's not my strong suit I'm not qualified I haven't done a course I can 100% do the basics but I had a client that came on board not long ago and we discussed her bringing on a specialized marketing person to support everything else that we were going to do. And she wanted me to do the marketing plans to put everything together. And 
I can do it, but it's not my strong suit. And it's kind of my limitation where I go, I'm not comfortable because I don't know if I can get you the results that you need for what you're paying for. Um, so that, that's my, that's my limit, which I feel like is a really hard one to have in such a virtual world as well. So yeah. But it's, it's, oh, look, Sinead, I think that you're really right to call that out because I'm always fascinated. Um, like I, I'm in a few groups and there's one, uh, but there's one group so very big. It's like got 40,000 women in it. Um, yeah. and people are always going, I need a virtual assistant. And they list all these things. And I'm like, yeah. does Facebook ads will write my social media content? We'll do my reels. We'll manage yeah. my diary. And I'm like, you're delusional if you think someone yeah. can do all that. <laughs> yeah. You need uh, people that specialize in those different things. And like, I believe there is some unicorns out there that can do everything, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I'm fascinated by what people reasonably expect, I guess, cause I'm in social media, I'm have yeah. a very strong awareness that that's a very specific skill. Yeah. Um, but in terms of that line between virtual assistants and OBMs, um, mm-hmm. I think you've made it really, really clear how, what the distinction is, which is pretty great, but that social media is something that I constantly see people asking for. And I just yep. think. You do not need a virtual assistant. You need a social media manager. Yeah. Um, you know, and you need to outsource that to someone who's that says zone of genius. And yeah. um, like you say, there might be unicorns out there. They're probably going to be quite expensive and they're probably yeah. going to be fully booked. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the reality of it is once you do start to get like um, my my VA, Claire, she does my diary management like mm-hmm. a like a woman possessed. I love her. And yeah. um, one of the things that's interesting about once you start to get that help is that actually now I'm not thinking about my diary all the time it's Mm. freed up mental space and actually maybe I can do some of those tasks but it's I think it's because we think this is what I struggle with and so I just need all of the help and actually once you start to get help in your business it becomes less intense doesn't it that you have to do all the things yeah prioritizing the tasks that really drag you down that you kind of go I leave that to last because I just I don't want to do it and they're the things that you kind of need to get help with first so Yeah. yeah Oh, very interesting. So the tasks that you avoid are the tasks you need to outsource. I think so. I definitely think so. And there's always someone out there that will be able to assist you with those things. And if you're not looking forward to it, it's going to bring a dampener on your business and you don't enjoy what you do every day. So, yeah. Mm such sage advice oh look <laughs> that has gone so quickly Sinead, i can't believe we've, we've kind of we could probably talk all day I, I, actually i could talk all day anyway so <laughs> but, um, just to wrap up it's been so good to have you on the show and especially to kind of clarify what is the role of an obm and, and where will it take you in your business so thank you for sharing that um for all of the listeners um please check out today's show notes because um i'll have all of the contact details on how you can um go and find Sinead, check out her business follow her on socials maybe book and see if she's going to be the right fit for your business um any parting words today before we wrap up for today <laughs> just thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure and yeah enjoyed talking to you so oh look oh thank you so much it's um it's always great to have other amazing business women on my podcast it makes me so happy to um shine a light on what it is that they're doing so thank you for your time Sinead um to all of my listeners thank you for tuning in again I will see you the same time next week on your favorite platform where you're listening to me um, and I'll look forward to keeping you in touch with what's going in in the world of the social circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to the social circus. As your host Sarah Thompson I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform and if you even felt more excited 
you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.